Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set records around the world. And then, as we always do, we break those records. My name is Jody Jenkins. My name is Tony Clement. And we have a barn burner of a show today because today, Tony, it's you and me, mano a mano. That's it. We're just going to be ripping on everyone that we possibly can. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We're unleashed. Tony and Jody unleashed. So right up the top, thanks to John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions. They are our presenting sponsor week after week. And Tony, I'll let you share a little bit about what they do there. Yeah, John and the gang, they're very busy these days. Uh, I've been in on some uh, conference calls uh, with John, and uh, he's doing a great job, and his team is too. They basically do kind of project management, development services kind of stuff. So if you need uh, development approvals or permit expeditions, you know, expediting a, a permit, or uh, planning services with munis- municipalities, or engineering services, architectural services, if you've got a minor variance you need or land severances, if you need a building permit, these are the kinds of things that Municipal Solutions does and does very well. So check out municipalsolutions.ca. They're our presenting sponsor. They have been for many weeks now, and uh, they do a good job for you. And not to get too distracted, but just before we came on to do the show, Eagles flew by your windows, yeah. correct? Yes. Yeah, like I'd never seen that before. I know that I've seen s- some photos uh, online of e- bald eagles in Muskoka, but they literally flew by. I think one was a male and one was a female, and they just flew by my window. So that was a very special scene. I haven't seen any bears this year or foxes, so that was kind of cool that the eagles flew by. I think that's a sign that it our is. podcast is blessed. Well, I'm a flying down the road trying to loosen my loo. <laughs> exactly. Oh, sorry, the birds you mean. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Everything turn, turn. Is that the birds? I think it is the birds. Yeah, yeah. I think it is the birds. Yeah. So anyway, I just showing you my my. I try to like show you that I do have a little bit of musical knowledge, yeah, you know, because you're the you're rock. like the guru. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so, so Polytrack, Think Data. I know we got uh, some. Yeah, love for we've them. got these two other wonderful sponsors, Polytrack with a Q. That's Chris uh, Moffat Arms and the gang there. So that is for if you're a government relations person, and I know we have GR pros who listen to our podcast because we get the feedback. Uh, but basically, you know, there is a need for a secure hub. Uh, to store uh, and uh, have a regard for your advocacy data. And the reason for that is because there are rules in place for lobbying. Of course there are. And you don't want to be on the wrong side of those rules. So what this platform does at Polytrack is it, it provides you a platform for your stakeholder contact details, your engagement reports, your key messages. Uh, and it gives you all your advocacy data at your fingertip, which means that the time you spend on compliance is less and the reporting time is less and that means you can spend your time growing your business that's what it's all about right so visit polytrack.com and we've got a special uh promotion mention and another thing podcast when you sign up and you receive their white glove onboarding service for free including a tutorial and q a from the team so listen if you're a gr pro check out polytrack with a q.com and then 
while we're at it, let's uh, thank uh, Brian and Mackenzie at Think Data Works for their support and their sponsorship of our program. And did you know that by 2023, not too far from now, organizations that promote data sharing over the siloed data data ownership model will outperform their peers. So, uh, and and also without proper data governance infrastructure, your organization could be subject to severe fines for mishandling data. So this is a an important area, how to handle your data, how to make sure you're up to date on your, your, your modeling for your data. And that's where Think Data Works comes in. They have, uh, they with them, you get trusted data security, uh, leading access control, faster insights and solutions. And also, if your government, uh, if you're a government uh, person or a business person, Think Data Works has up-to-date data for all of your public policy and trade needs. And you can find them at thinkdataworks.com, on Twitter at thinkdataworks, and on Instagram at thinkdatahumans. Thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, and while we're there, just uh, make sure you check out andanotherthingpodcast.ca as well. All the shows are archived there. Uh, you can get links to our sponsors, and yeah, it's a great way to engage. You can ask us questions as well. And we've got uh, uh, we got a tweet earlier this uh, a couple days ago actually that uh, we're going to address later on. But first thing I got to start off with Tony. I, I have to tell you something that I'm all in on, and that is NBA Top Shot. Yeah, NFTs, talk about that non fungible tokens. Okay, so. I'm sure people have heard about this craze of NBA Top Shot, and I'm, I, you know what, we need to get someone on to do it better, uh, a better job of explaining it because I'm, pro- I'm not an expert by any stretch. But in a nutshell, it's like virtual NBA moments, so videos of dunks, assists, layups, jump shots, all that stuff, that have a blockchain approach to how they are. I don't know what the word is. How they are spread out there and monetized monetized and acquired yeah um so you can use cryptocurrency to pay for these moments but you can use cash as well and and you set up an account with a it's called dapper labs it's a it's obviously it's a everything's in u.s dollars but if you can imagine virtual sports moment collecting so it's the equivalent of like getting a hockey card or a signed jersey um, I think some people have trouble wrapping their head around it because it's not a t- you feel like it's not a tangible thing. But I really believe this is the way I, I think this like I've been researching it for months, finally got in. And it's I think it's the way the things are going to go, especially with the younger generations as they're coming up, because, you know, yeah, I, well, nostalgia is a big business uh, for any generation. No question about it. I just heard about these non-fungible tokens a week ago, and I was fascinated by them. Uh, the, the, you can also get non-fungible tokens for works of art. Artists, yeah. uh, you can artists can uh, can be participate in this. And the beautiful thing about that is, uh, if you know, if you sell your your non-fungible token, then the artist gets a piece of that. So that uh, that they there's some remuneration for them too. So I think it's really cool. And we were talking off air because I just finally entered the world of uh, Bitcoin, uh, just a little dabbling money investment. Mm, dibble me. dabble, yeah, yeah. Little yeah. dibble dabble money. I'm 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 not afraid to lose completely if if the if something goes poorly. Uh, but it's fascinating because with my with my app on my phone, I can look at it 
literally by the hour. You can see where it's going by the hour. So I spent a lot of my time just refreshing my app just to see whether it's up or down. It's been mostly down the last couple of weeks, actually. But it's kind of neat to be in the space because I've heard for years, I've heard about Bitcoin. I didn't understand it. I think I understand enough of it now uh, as a casual investor. Uh, and I'm, we're not giving investment advice over no. this platform, by no. the way. We're just talking about our own experiences. And in fact, I was saying off air, I think my investment in Bitcoin right now is down, uh, what is it, down 14.33% in the last week. So there's a good uh, uh, warning for investors. Uh, you know, make sure you do a lot of studying before you invest in these things. But it's kind of cool to be in this investment space. Yeah, and the website for the NBA thing I was talking about, nbatopshot.com. Definitely check it out. As as you said, as with anything, stocks, investing, there are inherent risks uh, that uh, you you take on. Um, but there's also benefits, too. And yeah. I, I like uh, this is obviously a long game. Uh, I'm in it for the long haul. I think it's going to grow. And it sounds like you are interested as well, obviously, with some of your purchases. The one thing I was going to say, though, that really sold me on it was two students at Loyalist College in Belleville, um, their names on... You can find them on NBA Top Shot. So Morathon and Von Schiller. I think that's how. Anyway, I know both these guys. They're young guys. I actually taught at Loyalist College in this in the broadcasting program. I taught sales. One of them was actually in my class. One of them actually worked for me. Mm. All I can say now, those guys have acquired hundreds of thousands of value wow. uh, with their purchases because they were really early adopters. Now, do you have to be an expert on what uh, images you want to purchase? No, it's it literally it's you got to know. It's like sports and stocks and maybe a little bit of gambling rolled into one. Yeah. Um, on the risk side of things, but it's like anything, Tony. I, and again, I'm I'm doing an accelerated learning, but it's like you know a rookie that has great potential, like a Zion Williamson. You you want to pick up someone like a Zion Williamson because that's a household name. People right. know him. You know, LeBron James obviously has a lot of value. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was a, Le- a LeBron James moment, went for $208,000 oh as purchase. I guess it's it's wild. Now, having said that, and there's no, there really is no barriers to entry. Like, right. you can get on today and buy a, a moment for $17, right? Like, it's yeah. not anyone can participate. So I think that's kind of cool. But we should actually have Von Schiller on the show, this guy. I was in the, in the other thing that's bizarre, Tony, not to spend a lot of time, is like Twitch and these guys sit on and they stream on Twitch. Right. And they talk, like it is just, it is like a totally different world, but it's kind of cool. And so we got to get that Von Schiller guy on. Yeah. Sure, he does, get maybe he doesn't on, talk about it. Yeah. yeah no, I think I that agree. would be, that'd be cool. Now I want you to just go absolutely nuclear <laughs> on, on health units in the province. And because you are just like, you're being punished, aren't you, Tony? I, uh, we, I, not me personally, but my entire community in Muskoka is being punished. We're back into lockdown again, uh, as of last Monday. Uh, and it's just totally unfair. Uh, on Friday, when this was announced, we had zero new cases in Muskoka, but we are part of the public health unit that includes Simcoe, so Barry and Aurelia and places like that. And there has been some trouble. Roberta Place was that long-term care facility in Barry that had the new variant breakout. Uh, although I think things have calmed down there as well. They declared that uh, outbreak over. Correct. But the 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 fact of the matter is, for whatever reason, the local public health unit and the, uh, the chief medical officer has declared another, you know, you know, 
put on the brakes, slam the brakes, lock down for all of Muskoka and all of Simcoe. And it just seems to be terribly unfair. A lot of businesses were just getting rolling again. I started to go to my gym again. I think I had two visits to my gym uh, and now it'll be closed. It is closed as of uh, yesterday. And um, of course, uh, hair salons, uh, and uh, all these other facilities, restaurants that could have up to 10 people down to zero again. So I just, it's, everybody's bleeding here. And, you know, I understand if, if the hospitals are full of COVID patients, I get it. If uh, there's a major breakout, sure, I get that. But th- I don't see that here. And this is the thing. They keep saying that they're relying on the science. I, I, it, it seems so random to me. That one area is locked down. I think Thunder Bay is being locked down as well. Uh, And um, I just, uh, I I just don't get it. And so, of course, I don't have any power now. I'm not, I'm not a politician. I'm not elected to serve anybody. So, and so all I can do is just rage at the sky about this. It's very frustrating. But when I did do that, especially on my Facebook page, uh, you know, I kind of tapped into something. It's it's going viral because people are frustrated by this. No doubt. And you should be going scorched earth. And I noticed on uh, CP24, their city, that uh, your mayor, Gordon, is it Gordon Graydon? Uh, no, Graydon or, or, Smith. Graydon Smith, sorry. Gordon Graydon sounds good, too. Yeah. Uh, he can use that if he wants. Yeah, he's, um, he's a good dead he, politician. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he was, so Graydon Smith was going scorched earth on uh on this as well. He is not happy, but just put in perspective, you said Barry is a hundred kilometers from you. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in Belleville that I just checked quickly. The equivalent to me would be if there was a ton of cases in Oshawa and getting yeah. locked down, like it just makes no sense at all. It makes no sense. So it's very frustrating and I feel very uh, badly about the retail in Muskoka. They, they, it's always tough in the wintertime. This just makes it almost unbearable. And, um, yeah, so here we are back. Uh, I keep saying on this program, Jody, you know, the only play in everybody's playbook is lockdown. Uh, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And I'm, we're just getting fed up and tired with it. Well, the vaccine's not coming quickly yeah. enough. And it's, it's, you know, it's just it's a terrible way to live. And yet cases are dropping globally yeah, uh, significantly. But Canada is way, be- like, way honestly... Behind. On a, and I've said this before, and there will be people listening or that will say, oh, well, for what I'm about to say, yeah, well, that's just a right wing approach or whatever. But we used to point fingers at the states right. and say, good Lord, look at the carnage. You know, I, I'm glad we're not there. And now I got to tell you, I look at the states and I go, I wish I was there. Yeah, they've, and, got 20%, uh, they've got 20% of their population vaccinated and we're at four and a half percent. Yeah. And uh, this is a perfect segue to what I want to talk about next. And it ties in beautifully the Canadian Open is on the verge of being canceled for a second consecutive year. And I just, I feel so, and I'm, I'm working closely with uh, some other individuals in the golf world on some events. And I feel so bad for them to be able to, to have to look at just South of the border yeah. and see the ability for events to happen and fans to return. And yet here we are. And don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying it. I, I'm not saying like I'm not. Here's the We're thing. We're not though. saying it's it does it doesn't it doesn't exist. exist. That's the problem is though is you start to talk like anything close to what we're saying, people automatically assume well they're conspiracy theorists, blah blah blah. But anyway, that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is you can't tell me that what's going on in the states can't be done here, 
It's just, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. Well, and, you know, we're just going to be so far behind. So what's going to happen when the states hit 60% or 75% vaccinated and we're still around 30% or 40? Pick a number, right? Uh, And that we don't have access to the United States. Uh, I know maybe some people don't care about that because they don't travel to the states, but a lot of people do. Uh, And just the fact that, you know, after everybody in Canada, oh, you know, we're not like them. We're so much better than them. Thank God we're not in the States. You know, you heard that from everybody. And now they're going to be opening up because of a combination of herd immunity and vaccination. And we're still stuck in COVID jail. You know, how how are, how is the population going to react to that? I think people are going to be very frustrated. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's ridiculous because who would have ever thought that Canada would be one of the most restricted countries slash areas in the world, given what's going on. Jody, when I was in government, when I was in a senior cabinet positions uh, uh, under Stephen Harper and somebody, uh, somebody in the bureaucracy or somebody on my staff would say, well, we can't get that done minister. And I would say we're a G seven country. Yeah. And you're saying we can't get this done. And there was never any answer to that, you know, because you can't answer that. Uh, Of course, we should be able to get it done. We're supposed to be one of the top countries in the world. And yet here we are in 50th place or 45th place in terms of vaccination. Yeah. So I mentioned the Canadian Open because I wanted to just transition for a second to um, golf because we're going to work on getting some guests on to chat a little bit about an issue that was brought to our attention. Well, I'm aware of the issue. I'm sure you are, obviously, as well. But Rick Young, who is uh, a writer for Golf... uh, Oh, my gosh. Score Golf. (laughs) It was terrible. I forgot there for a second. He's the equipment insider. Uh, Know Rick very well. And he's also the president of GJAC, which is the Golf Journalists Association of Canada, to which I belong. And Rick had sent a note, and he's been very vocal, along with many others, about the importance of public golf in municipalities and what they've tried to do. And I'm sure, I don't know if you've ever been lobbied before, but maybe you can comment on this when you were an MP, Tony, but getting um, politicians uh, on all levels to show an interest in the importance of public golf in municipalities and in areas, uh, as opposed to simply churning under green space, I use Glen Abbey as an example. Obviously, that's one that's been in the news. Uh, still, you know, a push for development there and churn the course under. And I assume that fight is ongoing or uh, I don't know where it sits right now. But have you had these conversations? Or are you familiar? Has anyone ever approached you? Or Yeah, not about that. Because it does, it's not a big issue in Perry Sound, Muskoka. The bigger issue was the uh, what was considered the unfair tax treatment of uh, of of golfing establishments uh, vis-a-vis uh, the tax code. So that was always uh, an issue where there was a, a lot of concern by uh, the golf, the, the, those who own golf courses, I guess. Um, but I am aware of the issue. And, um, you know, look, uh, there there's this growing movement, uh, in this anti-golf movement uh, that uh, says, you know, why should the this not be park space and so on? Well, you know, for a lot of people, this is this is you know where they get their exercise, where they yeah. get their uh, their mental, um, yeah. uh, you know, being sedate and tranquil mentally. I know that maybe some people like to wrap their club around a tree after a shot, but, yeah. uh, but it's still a good game for your mental wellness in, in my book. So, uh, but there's a, you know there is an anti golf movement out there 
that says, no, this should be, you know, a space for uh, everyone in the public. Well, you know, you do need, uh, it, then there will be no golf. It, it won't exist. So I think it's a, it's a legit issue. Yeah. And I mean, you can't, the issue isn't again, as a former municipal politician is sometimes developers can state a pretty strong business case as to, you know, I'll give you an example. Many, many communities across our country now are facing housing shortages or affordable housing shortages, although it's hard to put a specific definition on what affordable housing is. But the point being that, you know, if you have a, um, and again, this isn't in our area, but if you had a nine-hole municipal course or a public course uh, versus a developer who comes in with a plan for a little bit of green space, but, uh, you know, some density and high-rise or uh, a bunch of townhomes, right. you know, you're going to have you're gonna have a battle on your hands. And more often than not, the developer's probably going to win out unless there is some uh, real buy-in from that local council to say no, we you know we're going to sacrifice the housing or we don't want the housing, but it's uh it's a tough tough issue. Um, but we need to actually we should get Rick on the show too. See what yeah. I'm doing here is uh, we're going to have so many people to tag on this show. I know, like this show could be, be one awesome. of the biggest ones ever. We're going to tag NBA Top Shot. We're going to tag Von Schiller, who's a who's a legend. We're going to tag Rick Young. We're going to tag Graydon Smith. Uh, we'll tag Doug Ford because we're talking about COVID, but sure. it's, uh, yeah. Let's, so let's anyway, tag Steve Ranella too. Cause I, I, there's new episodes on Netflix of his meat eater show. So, uh, <laughs> okay. I'd love to get uh, Steve Ranella on our program. He, do you know who Steve Ranella is? I have no idea who he is. Oh, he's a, like one of these, uh, hunting guys. Okay. Uh, he's written a few books, including a wonderful history of the American Buffalo, which I okay. just read a couple of months ago, but he's got a show called meat eater and it's okay. basically him going out hunting with a buddy or two. Uh, they actually had the MVP from the from major league baseball on a couple of episodes ago. Uh, and they go hunting for something or fishing for something. And then they cook it on the, on the program. So you actually see, you know, from a culinary point of view, how to, prepare the meat and, and, and enjoy it. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't hunt. I do, I do fish, but I don't hunt. Um, but I just love, I love watching him hunt. Okay. And, well, I'll tag uh, him. Let's tag yeah. him. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> good. Okay. So we're running, out, we're, run, we're running out of time. We're going to try and do a couple quick hits here. Tony, did you ever play with the toy formerly known as Mr. Potato Head? Yes, I did, and I know where you're going, but please continue. <laughs> okay. You also told me before we came on the show that you played Trivial Pursuit. I think it was the 2000s edition, and you won. Yes. Um, this I, would, I, I, I feel pretty confident I would beat you in the 2000s edition. Just okay, saying. well, I, I'll get some next show or something. We'll get, I'll get some cards out, and I'll ask you a question. Okay, well, I'll ask you a quick question with 2000s music. Um, okay. Who and this is pretty straightforward. If you don't get this, I'll be it'll be pretty sad. But who sang "Hey Jealousy"? Hey Jealousy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe great, I would. Great I would weekend, you. Beyonce. No, I don't no. know. The Gin Blossoms. Oh, the Gin Blossoms. Oh my gosh! Hey, how did fan. you? How did you? Who were you playing against? <laughs> yeah, my whole family and my 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 wife had just finished her second glass of port, so she was uh, she was yelling out answers randomly. It was quite funny. So we had some fun with it. 
All right. So yeah. I don't know if you have any other things. I well, I just wanted to talk about the great COVID cereal boom because I read a story. Oh, yes. it too. Yes. There are shortages of Cheerios, cornflakes, frosted flakes and honeycomb right now because we're all at home eating our our cereal. And uh, in March of last year, uh, cereal uh, purchases went up by 27 percent so uh, i think i've i've always been a cereal fan my my favorites are mini wheats uh and also i like there's a honey nut cheerio that also has some granola in it that's my latest favorite I, what's well, your favorite cereal uh i love like count Chocolate. actually lucky charms I, I just i'm like still a kid with that like even to the point where i put in more milk and add, keep on adding it and can't save the marshmallows so. that, that milk is so sweet isn't oh, it? oh yeah so here's the thing you love mini wheats you'll love this tony so on a nice calm morning here in belleville ontario you can step outside usually a couple days a week in certain parts of our city and smell strawberry frosted mini wheats do oh. you know do you know why because they've got a plant there? Because Kellogg's plant is here. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's yeah, that's, that's you were so expecting than when I lived in Brampton and you could you could smell the chicken rendering plant. I, I liked how you said because they have a plant there, and then like as if I was gonna say no, because I'm driving through the streets throwing it. No, <laughs> yes, we have, a, <laughs> we have a Kellogg's plant. Um we have a, a lot of good friends of mine actually work there, and I knew about that cereal boom last year because uh Brian Cousins, who I golf with, uh, uh, is one of the one of the team there, and he was telling me how their their production lines. It is insane how much how much mini wheats are they produce each day. Well, come on, let's get some uh, some uh, maybe some complimentary. Let's we're, tag we're them. Let's yeah. tag well, Kevin Ayers, Brian Cousins, Josh Prevo, Chris Angove, Jim Davidson. I know all these guys that work at uh, Matt Wubin. They all work at Kellogg. Yeah, sure. Hope I'm not breaking uh, we're, we're confidentiality. Not, we're not above but... getting some. some uh, <laughs> if we can't get the sponsorship, let, let's at least get the. Yeah, just send us some cereal, boys. Some cereal. That's, that, that makes us happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we're out of time. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, we, have, we have so many. You're going to be working overtime tagging everybody in Twitter. We should put a tweet out today, actually, just giving a list of everything we talk about exactly. in anticipation. Because Tony does most of our tweets. And uh, yeah. So. And another thing, podcast.ca. Uh, we got to thank John. Uh, he's been working out crazy, like crazy. John Mutton. I, of course, I, we live vicariously through his Instagram. Yes. Uh, from Municipal Solutions. The guy's in the gym like every day. He's building a new house. Doing very well. He's doing great. And, doing great. Uh, and we also thank Chris and the gang at Polytrack. And uh, Brian and the folks at Think Data Works. And I've got this idea, Jody. Uh, you know, I've listened to other podcasts on occasion. And uh, what, if you're a, if avid listener of our po- podcast, what would you describe? Your, is it, and uh, you know, how do we describe the, the nation that is and another thing podcast? Is it and another and another ease or? Uh, another Terrians or what? What are these people? Another Terrians, uh, Thingians, <laughs> Thingians, uh, uh, Thingalonians. I well, like you, that. Well, you could take um, you could take how they referred to different uh, individuals or groups in the Bible, like Thessalonians or mm. uh, uh, what's the, the um, 
I don't know what else Ephesians. there are. Philistines. Maybe we should be the. <laughs> maybe we could be the and another thing tines. No, I like Thingalonians. I'm I'm, Thingalonians. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. I think that you can be a proud Thingalonian now. Well, we just we just gave uh, some fodder to Hurley Burley if they ever listen yeah. to now. They're well, gonna they be call, like they call them Hurley Burleyites or something. Yeah, they're gonna be like, uh, did you check out those Thingalonians <laughs> over on that other podcast? Well, uh, we can always get some feedback from our listeners. And if, if you don't like Thingalonian, if you've got a better choice, please let us know. Oh, Lordy. Thingalonian. Oh, my gosh. That might stick now. So anyway, <laughs> to all our loyal Thingalonians, we want to thank you for your support. And uh, we've got some exciting shows coming up. We do. And uh, yeah, so we'll do this again in seven days, Tony. Enjoy the lockdown. How long is your lockdown for? They, it is the it's unlimited. Nobody knows. Oh, oh, they didn't put it like it's not a 14 day or no, no. Oh my gosh. I We're going to go Brutal. scorched earth, scorched earth on them. I say, all right, take care, buddy. Okay.